Hi everyone. This is a psalm that David wrote while he's going through some pretty big threats and dangers. I'm recording this on Tuesday night, actually, after our staff prayer time. And so I find this psalm to be very timely in light of what we prayed together. Now, although David doesn't elaborate on who exactly his enemies are, the details that he does provide tell us that it's a pretty ruthless attack. Verse 12, he's surrounded by his enemies. Verse 14, they want to take away his life and even delight in causing his hurt. I want to draw your attention to the opening words. In verse 1 we read, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. And in a way, I think the rest of this psalm shows us what this quote-unquote waiting patiently on God looks like. It's not like David says in the psalm, you know what guys, I was in danger once, but then I remember God is faithful, and so I trusted in Him, and then I was at peace. The end. If Psalm 40 read like that, we might go, well, whoop-de-doo, that's good for you, David. But I cannot relate to you because when I'm going through stuff and I feel worried, I can manage to trust God a little bit, but then soon my fears come flooding back all over again. And as we read Psalm 40, that's actually what David experiences as well. It's not this unrelatable, I expressed my worries to God and then I wasn't scared anymore. So what's your problem? But before we talk about those verses later on that express his fears, I want to talk about what David says about trust in verses 3 and 4. So reading from verse 3 and 4, He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. I think we tend to think of the word trust as a feeling word. And so I might ask myself if I had that feeling of trust towards someone. And of course, that's one way to understand trust. But here in this context, it's clear that trust is a choice that we make. Verse 3, put their trust in the Lord. Verse 4, man who makes the Lord his trust. So from these verses, we learn that whether to trust in the Lord or not to trust in the Lord is a choice that we need to make in any given situation. Moreover, when we are feeling scared or in a difficult situation, we are going to be tempted to go after a lie. As it says in verse 4, blessed is the man who does not go astray after a lie. The lie might be something like this. Oh man, if only I had saved up more of my money for myself. If only I had been less generous towards others, then I would not be in this state right now. And so what David is telling us through this psalm is that when we are going through a difficult time, we need to make that conscious choice to trust in God. Now, of course, it's not so easy to make that choice to trust in God when our hearts are filled with worries and fears. And in verse 5, from David's example, we can learn some very good practical advice on how to do this. Verse 5, You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare with you. Verse 9, I have told the glad news of deliverance. Verse 10, I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. Now this is good advice. So when you are going through trials next time, 
one good application would be to recount and remember all the times that God has delivered you in the past in your own life. For example, I remember when God provided Intel's voluntary severance package when I was worried about our finances if I switched jobs from Intel to UC Davis back in 2001. And I remember how God took care of us so faithfully during that time. And even though that incident was 20 years ago, I still go back to that time when I have fears about my finances and I remind myself how God is able to take care of us financially. Now looking at verses 12 through 13, we see that even after recounting God's deliverance in the past, like we just talked about, he gets worried again. So in verse 12 through 13, we read, For evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. David says here that evils and his iniquities are surrounding him, and he feels pretty overwhelmed. In verse 12, he says, They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. And if you try to find the logical flow of thoughts from verse 1 all the way to verse 17, you're going to have a hard time. It seems to zigzag all over the place. And we might think to ourselves, gee, make up your mind, David. I thought you said that you put your trust in God and that you were even singing a song to him back in verse 3. And now you're saying that you feel overwhelmed in verse 12 and 13. So which is it? Now, we have to remember, Psalm 40 is David's honest, raw prayer that he wrote down. This is not some TED Talk on how to respond to difficulties in life, steps 1 through 3. I think what he writes here is so true to how our life works as well. One moment, we look back on our lives and we're so thankful for how God has been faithful to us in the past, and we're able to muster up having trust in God. But then, at the next moment, we are somehow reminded that our problems are still there, and we get all worried and anxious all over again. This is how life is. This is how we are. But then, David doesn't stay there, moping in despair. In verses 13 through 16, he reaffirms and restates his trust in God. He rallies his trust in God once more. And he ends Psalm 40 with the plea, do not delay, O oh my God. And I'm so thankful that this psalm is here in our Bible. I'm thankful that it doesn't come across as some neat and tidy lecture on how to handle difficulties in your life. If so, ironically, I don't think it would have helped any of us because we could not relate to it. But the way that it stands, it reads more like someone's raw journal. It captures and expresses all of the fluctuating emotions the going back and forth between trusting in God and being scared all over again. And haven't you been there? I know that I have. And th that is why these Psalms are written out prayers. And these Psalms have helped God's people for generation after generation. And it's like some of the prayer books that some of our church people have read, such as the Diary of Private Prayer by John Bailey, or 31 Days of Praise by Ruth Myers. Even though we're not going through the same situations as the authors were when they wrote those prayers, still, those of you who tried using them, you know what I mean. It's very helpful 
to use out these written out prayers and make them your own prayers. So in the same way, I hope that we can turn to Psalm 40 and the other Psalms to pray through whatever trouble and difficulty and challenge that we are going through as well. Okay, bye everyone. See you tomorrow.